Yeah, the name of your uh, Hallmark movie is like California COVID Christmas Catastrophe. <laughs> everyone welcome back to the first episode of the new year of hello and goodbye i'm liana i'm jared it's so good to be back we had like two weeks off i know 2022 we haven't seen each other in a minute this is i'm excited to be here i know so we did well we had an episode aired last week but it's actually been like two weeks since we've recorded yeah. So we haven't done a ton of like talking or catching up so that's gonna be i have like it's, I don't know, this is going to go down in history as like, <laughs> I'm really excited for the story that you're going to tell today. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to hear it for the first time. I'm so excited to tell you guys and Jared, obviously. Um, so let's get some housekeeping out of the way. So we had a rate and review contest going on and the winner for the Apple podcast review receives an hello and goodbye hat and the runners ups <laughs> runner ups uh mm-hmm. each get a hello and goodbye sticker so i'm gonna just say the name of the person that wrote the review so we'll go through this quick here so the winner is the underscore joseph congratulations we would love to send you a hat hit us up and hit us hello up. And goodbye podcast um dot com and then a mind broadcast you are a runner-up and miss funky is a runner-up so hit us up you can find us on instagram at hello and goodbye podcast or you can send us an email info at hello and goodbye podcast.com and we'll we'll get you your stuff sent thank you guys so much and just a reminder like we need your help we need those reviews on apple podcasts i know we have a lot of new listeners so if you get a chance just head over head over to apple podcasts tell us what you love about the show give us a five star we really appreciate it yeah okay so then the last thing is we want to talk about our sponsor v fresh i love v fresh and you know it's crazy so i had to go on antibiotics recently i didn't get any vaginal infections that has like a first in years and it's literally because of this product which helps balance the ph it helps treat and prevent yeast and bacterial function or infections um natasha is a beautiful soul she owns the company she's amazing it's vfresh.com v-e-e and it's all about your taking over your own like the power of your own health like as a woman um so they have boric acid suppositories they have supplements for utis they have an organic lube they have um washes and wipes and cannot recommend it for 10 percent off your first order you're now going to use the code hello 2022 at checkout hey hello hey. by the way that's such a cool story i didn't know that about you being on antibiotics and like so what a great testimonial yeah yeah awesome. so yeah because antibiotics can throw off your mm-hmm. your flora because it's killing out ooh, whoops it's killing out all the bad bacteria yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so anyway it's super cool it's been yeah such a great experience so um yeah anyway vfresh.com use hello 2022 at checkout yeah Okay, we have lots to talk about. I know. Let's do it. Where do you so, want to start? Well, let's start with the fact that dun dun dun. I have COVID. Hey, <laughs> shoot off the confetti! You have COVID. You have you COVID. are fell victim to the recent Omicron wave or whatever. Yeah, and I'm yeah. going to tell you guys the story of how that happened um, later in the episode, but. I, so I started feeling symptoms Monday. So we're recording Sunday. So I started feeling symptoms Monday. It hit pretty hard. Um, it was just kind of this blanket of fatigue. And mm. I knew I had been exposed, but I was just hoping, you know, a vaccine booster, I'd be good to go. 
by the end of the day, I felt like phlegm in my throat and I had like a little bit of a sniffle and I'm like, well, it could just be like a cold. <laughs> uh-huh. And, um, and then the following day, it was just like full blown, like cold. I, that was dripping into my chest. I had a cough now. Um, and a little bit like a low, I think I had a low grade fever for about three days. I did go, I tried to go to urgent care to get a pack because I wanted to be proactive because I can tend to have bronchial infections. And so I just was like, you know, before I'm feeling super bad, I'm just going to go try and grab this. Well, no urgent cares were, they were basically like, we can't take you or we could take you, but we don't know if we could help you. So they're just like, you should just go to the ER. So into the ER, it was packed. Um, I was there for three hours I saw the doctor two hours in and I was just like, listen, I said, I feel kind of stupid for being here. Like 99% I have COVID. I just want a pack to be pro like to make sure it doesn't get like into my lungs as an infection. And she honestly, they're just like so happy to send people home. She was just like, done. You want a COVID swab and, an, and a pack?" And I'm like, yep. And then I was out of there in another hour um, and then it was a rapid test and it came back negative. And I'm thinking mm. like, okay, well, I've heard this before that people have symptoms, they go get tested and it doesn't show up yet because it's just soon. Mm-hmm. And I knew because I had been exposed that it would be super dumb of me to go out and pretend like my life was fine Thank you. Cause, <laughs> no, cause I, I, and I think this is really important. I think so many people like they're like, Oh, I have symptoms in the morning. I'm going to take a test that afternoon comes back negative. No COVID. Now I'm going to go see all my family and go to a party and do all these things. But like you have to test and then like test again, like three to five days later, right. You know, um, to be, to be sure whether you have it or not. Right. And and plus it was feeling icky, you know, like I yeah. didn't feel good when I got the text that this guy, it basically his sister had tested positive. He texted me that I, I sat, I was sitting next to my mom when I got that text and I literally was like, Oh my gosh. And I just kind of stood up and I walked away and I was like, uh, so I'm probably going to get COVID. Um, and they were like, you're going to be fine. But I texted my sister. I'm like, don't come over here with my niece. Just don't come here. Yeah. It's like, let's just take extra precaution. Um, so anyway, so my mom does have some light symptoms cause we've been, oh, no. we've been around each other quite a bit. She's been, yeah. she, I mean, we've stayed like distant, but she's bringing me soup and drinks. And mm-hmm. I mean, this like thing is really fucking contagious and I talked with my mom and dad and they're like, we're vaccinated. We, we feel okay about it. Like mm-hmm. we didn't all feel the need to walk around the house with masks, but that was just our personal decision. Um, and my mom is like, fine. Like she got like a little runny nose yesterday. She feels even better today. So anyway, it's just been. Wait, um, but just to finish the story, right? Because you did take a test a non-rapid test a few days later, which confirmed, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, confirmed that you were COVID positive. Yeah, so three so three days in, so I had the rapid test done day two. Third day, I felt horrible, but I had started the antibiotics that day. By the evening of the third day, it was like all of a sudden I started feeling better. The next day I felt still cold-like, like stuffy, more stuffy, but then I felt better at the end of the day. Friday, it felt good. Yesterday, I felt good. Today, I'm a little bit more like runny and congested, mm. but it's definitely, it just feels like a, it feels like a lingering cold now. The first three days were pretty miserable. Um, and I got my COVID positive result yesterday. So I went in Thursday, which was four days after I got symptoms. Yep. Yeah. So, and like, I'm so glad that you did that. I think that's really important, um, you know, for people to know, like, if you start feeling bad, like you can't just take one COVID test that day. Like you, you should continue to avoid people and take one a few days later, especially with how contagious the Omicron variant is. And the other thing we know about Omicron, right, is that it is incredibly contagious, like you said, and like less lethal, which is ultimately like good news. And actually, I think there's some stuff that's showing that it actually confers immunity for the Delta variant, which is dangerous oh oh good um so that's like a good thing 
Uh, and just a quick disclaimer, uh, you know, you are vaccinated and boosted as are your parents, as am I, um, you know, and the one thing that is true is that the vaccines are, are far from sort of foolproof at preventing infection. But I just heard, and I forget the guy's name, um, on a podcast this afternoon, there's a podcast on the ringer network called, um, plain English, I think. And whoever the host of that was on another podcast talking about vaccinations and Omicron and these kinds of things. And he used this great metaphor, which is like, it's like a castle defense system. So in a castle, right, there's the wall around the castle. And then there's like the knights inside of the castle, right? And so what vaccines were not as good as we had hoped at is that like wall defense, which is like preventing the infection. But the second line of defense, if you're vaccinated and boosted, like the vaccine really, really helps with that, which is that once the virus gets over the wall, so to speak, the knights like kick the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, so your T cell immunity, if you're vaccinated and especially if you're boosted, is really strong and it helps. Um, you know, like all the evidence shows that it's really beneficial in preventing kind of severe symptoms and kind of escalation and having to go to the hospital and be in the ICU on a ventilator, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's hard. It's a little bit like, uh, like I thought the vaccine was, you know, like I thought that I was a little bit more protected and it sucks. And, and I, you know, it's, I can see how the anti-vaxxer movement is like, well, it doesn't work. We told you, you know, that's frustrating. It's hard. And um, it's, there's like a little, you know, there's like some, like I was talking to Allison about this. There's like a little shame that comes with getting COVID mm, now. Yeah. You know? And there just shouldn't be. The truth is, is we have the vaccine. You can choose to get it or you can choose not to get it. And if you choose not to get it, you're just, you have to know that you are putting yourself more at risk and others around you at risk for mm-hmm. being hospitalized and, you know, it going even further than that. Yeah. And I mean, and, and what is true is even with Omicron, right? Like the elderly and the immunocompromised are still at great risk. I haven't told you this, but I did not get to see my sister or my nephews because they got COVID <gasps> over Christmas they while did. I was home. Yeah. Oh, no. And so, and like, but it, and it was a story like similar to yours, which is that on the day I landed, my dad picked me up from the airport and said, hey, because my sister was supposed to come that day. She was like, I got it. You know, I got a call from your sister. Like she might not be coming. Um, her and Jordan like have sore throats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, and what I was really scared of is that they were going to, is, is that what happened to you is going to happen to them, which is that my sister was going to be like, Hey, we both tested negative. We're on our way. And I was going to have to say, no, you can't yeah. come. Yeah. Because for folks who don't know, my dad is 82 years old. And he's immunocompromised. He has one lung that is not his own lung. So he mm-hmm. received a lung transplant. When you receive a transplant, you're on immunosuppressant drugs for the rest of your life to keep your immune system from attacking the transplanted organ or whatever. So I was really worried they were going to test negative and be like, hey, we're coming. Um, but actually, my sister's stepdaughter tested, my, my stepniece tested positive. Um, and then a few days later, another one of my sister's children tested positive as well. Um, so I really threw off all of their Christmas plans and everything like that. Yeah. You know, it's hard because there it's, I mean, it's, I think a lot of people don't want to deal with it because there's a grieving process to it. I mean, you're stuck inside for 10 days. Like yeah. I was feeling pretty stir crazy and like depressed, like just yesterday, like six days had passed. I didn't have my result yet. I'm going crazy. I don't feel good. I want to go places. I want to see friends and you just can't. And it sucks. And, um, you know, I just, it's, I, I get it. It's hard, but if you have symptoms and you know, you've been exposed, like go get tested and just be extra cautious. If you do go out, wear a mask and, and tell like, I don't know. I just, it's, it's hard because those at home tests and the rapid tests, they're just not showing up as well. And so, you know, and there are things like colds and flus that are going around. So just, just be as cautious as you can. And yeah, you know, like, especially around the elderly and people who are, you know, have compromised immune systems. Like, you know, like 
for healthy people, especially if you're vaccinated because of that boost to your T cell immunity, like I talked about, you know, Omicron is like really no sweat, right? But like it, you know, even with Omicron, like if my dad gets it, I'm fairly certain he would die. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so like, that's why, like I was, you know, I'm really grateful to my sister that they got tested and, and did all the stuff and yeah. she didn't end up coming, even though I was sad to not see her and my yeah. nephews. Right. But of um, course, yeah, but yeah. I, I, yeah, we're all tired of it, but you know, like we got to keep doing the, you know, we got to keep making efforts to protect the vulnerable people in our lives, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I know that this is not my story part three and I do apologize to you guys. Um, but because I had COVID Jared and I can't be together and we both agreed that doing my story part three would be best when we're mutually in the same room. Um, Absolutely. So it is coming. We've got some guests we want to throw up, um, but it'll be here in January. My story part three, it's terrifying, but it is coming. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> and you're, and, and you're saving the story of how you got COVID. Yeah. So we're going to okay. like come back to that. Cause yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it turned into something really funny. Kind of. It was sad at first, but then it's funny. So anyway. Okay. So on that note though, because I have COVID, I have been doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm going to take this time to do my, yeah, my yoga training and I'm going to read a book. I, I don't have the energy. I don't have the brain power to read. I don't have the brain power mm. to do any type of training or whatever. So I've just been watching shows. So I have, do I have a list for you guys of shows <laughs> and movies that I highly recommend? Um, okay. So. Insecure on HBO Max. Have you heard of it, Jared? Yes. Yeah. Issa Rae. That's like a very beloved show. And I yes. keep meaning to like dip into it, but I have. I loved it. I binged all five seasons in two days. Wow. <laughs> it's um, it's a, a story about these women that are navigating dating and relationships and um, friendships and it's just so poignant and I love it and I highly recommend it. Issue Max. Yes. Clickbait on Netflix is so good. It's like a crime, like fiction, um, murder mystery thing. That's really good. Okay. And then I did, I, this was recommended to me. I watched it. Sex lives of college girls. It was, eh, but it's like, if you want something that's like cute and like not a lot of substance to it, <laughs> that would be <laughs> that. Um, my mom and I watched red notice on Netflix. It's the movie with Ryan Reynolds and the rock. Oh yeah. Dwayne Johnson. And um, it was cute. I mean, it was cute. And Gal guard Gal Doe, Gal Gadot. Gadot. Yeah. yeah. Gadot is hot. Like she's so of hot. She is. Yeah. She's so hot. Can she act? This yeah. Is yeah. Like I, I actually think she's actress. I, like I, I enjoy her in movies, but I'm like, am I just blinded by how beautiful she is? <laughs> I thought she did a great job in Wonder Woman. I thought so too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and then if you want something super corny, a California Christmas, there's a one and a two. <laughs> And it's like, it's like this really dumb holiday movie, like Hallmark Christmas style, but Netflix. So there's actually like a sex scene in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm sure there's more, but I, oh, I started, I just started Yellowstone with my mom. Oh, I've started Yellowstone. Can I join you? Cause I think yes. I'm, I'm like halfway through, I think I dropped off like at the start of season three, maybe. I don't oh. know. Oh, sure. I mean, we haven't even finished episode one. <laughs> okay. When you guys get a little farther, I'll jump back in. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then you reached I out. Have, yes. I, I have a recommendation that I'm obsessed with and I forced you to watch. You did. Um, so I'll just tell my story with this. So okay. uh, HBO has a music documentary series called Music Box, and there's like five of them. And one of them is entitled Jagged, which is a documentary about Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill album, which came out when I was like late middle school, early high school, like 
and it this album like took over the world leanna i watched this documentary i became so obsessed with it i've been like listening to the jagged little pill album on repeat <laughs> and like <laughs> i've cried to like songs on that album uh it's so good it's such a moving story it like also i like to the point where at the end of the documentary you see like alanis morissette like with her husband and children and i was like oh. bummed out that she had a husband because i was like like i like fell i i'm somehow like fell totally in love with alanis morissette and i mean like listen she has a new album out i've been listening to that uh it's crazy. I'm I'm so so into it, and I really want to hear what you thought of the documentary. Well, first of all, I love that when you like presented it to me, you thought I didn't know who she was. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm if not you knew. that much younger. No, no, no. I know, but I didn't know if you knew like what a phenomenon the 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 album was. Like, did it literally like was everywhere like it took over the world like I, I actually did not know that and it's crazy like the statistics at the end was like she was the second highest female album sold ever yep and then 13th or 12th oh i'm sorry yeah second female 12th everyone yes the 12th top selling album of music of ever, music period, all, all time. time like yes all of it. So yeah. that's wild. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. Um, I do remember though. So I was in elementary school when I was <laughs> listening to her. Were you like, what does go down on you in a theater mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> I just remember, I just remember that I wasn't supposed to listen to her, mm -hmm. but I would like try and sneak it like on the radio. Yeah. And I remember Janae and I would listen to her all the time in Janae's room. And yes. we were so like emo with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why this is why I love it. Like it's such a like it's it's a it really is a documentary about feminism. Um, mm -hmm. So for people who don't know, like Alanis had this like very like teeny bopper, like sort of early career when she was like 14, 15 years old, like, you know, like similar to like like all these 80s acts that were like very produced all, all, like like you would see like boy bands and stuff like that and um uh and then that like kind of like fizzled out or whatever and then this album came from she's like i don't want to do that i'm sick of all these like people telling me how i need to look that i need to lose weight like you know just you know they don't care that i can sing they just kind of want me to like look pretty and whatever um and she's like i want to write my own music i want to do it my own way and and she also she doesn't talk a lot about it on the documentary but you know she had she had a she had like older men like kind of being like very sort of predatory with her when she was very young and even like producers and like people in the industry then like telling her she wasn't going to amount to anything because she didn't like want to, you know, sleep with them or whatever it is, like all these kinds of things. And then this album comes out of like these shitty experiences she had. And she's like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to make the music I want. I'm going to wear what I want. Like, you know, she's like on stage and on magazine covers wearing like jeans and a t-shirt. And like, because she was like, I'm not going to do the whole, like, you know, the, the public relations or marketing person for the record label is not going to tell me that I have to get all glammed up for this thing. Like I'm just being yeah. myself. And yeah. that's, what's so intoxicating about it. I think. Yeah, it was, it really was, it was a great documentary. It's fascinating to see, to, to have someone who's been through that, like talk about it in such a raw way. I wrote, I did write down one thing. Um, I love when she was talking about basically being abused by these men yeah. um she you know she talked a lot about like why women don't say something right away you know like if she had said something back then she wouldn't have been believed she would have been criticized she wouldn't mm -hmm. have been taken seriously she probably would have lost opportunity and like you women are often like forced in a corner and she goes women she said women don't wait a culture doesn't listen yeah Absolutely. And I just, that was so powerful. Like 
there should never be any judgment of why someone is coming forward like later in their life because oftentimes there's just so much that goes behind it. If you guys want more of that, we talk about it in hashtag not all men, our bonus episode. Yeah. And I mean, and in her story in particular, I think she says on the doc that she told like two people in her life, you know, and, and both of them were kind of like, you know, I, and, and I, I think about how many, how many women probably have this experience where they tell like a friend or a mom and that person's like, oh, you should, you know, like just get over it. And like, you shouldn't say anything or whatever, you know, like, cause people, a lot of times people don't have the best response to that sort of yeah. thing. And like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the album is really, really good. Everyone needs to go back and listen. So when I was, I was on a like 13 hour drive from Colorado back to California and I listened to the album like twice through and then I jumped into the Counting Crows album from around the same time, August and everything after is like their first album, I which is that. also amazing. Uh, and so I've been like slightly obsessed with that too. So I'm like really embracing like 90s music right now. Love it. Okay, so do you want to tell us really quick, like an update? Yeah, so other than me listening to 90s albums on repeat and crying, um, had a great trip home, saw some family, uh, went skiing for a few days, which was really fun. If other people have old parents and want to hit me up and form a support group where like, do, do do, do you do this, Leanna? Do you get like frustrated with your parents and then like sort of snap at them Yes. Or get annoyed. And then you feel so guilty. Yeah. You feel like a terrible person afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst, man. Anyway, so, um, and it's always like a mixed bag, like going home to like see your family. Like I was, I think I was like, I got pretty like bummed for a while, but then I kind of got past that. And anyway, it was nice. Uh, the other thing that's happened is Jade Bianca from oh, datingafterdivorce.com. Yeah. Connected me with a matchmaker who's here on the West Coast who like sort of, so I had this call with this matchmaker out here on the West Coast about one of her clients that she was seeing if she thinks I would be like a fit for it, whatever. And that was like a really interesting experience. Um, and like, are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. And she was like, um, the matchmaker said something like, okay, like I'll show her your profile. And if she's interested in meeting you, I'll, you know, reach out to you. And, and, and she said something, which is like, you know, like, I'm sure she will be like, which like oh. made me feel nice. Oh, there yeah. you go. But, and it was really interesting because this person, this like matchmaker, I feel like has like their way that they do it. So like one of the things she was like, okay, like, so when would be a good time for a date? She was like, you know, I'm thinking like, weekend late afternoon early evening like maybe just drink and appetizers or something like that and i i you know and i was like yeah sure that works and i was like you know or coffee or something and she, you know and and she was like i don't she's like i don't do coffee dates because there's nothing in that setting that's kind of like conducive to like 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 nothing romantic or whatever. Mm. And like, it can feel like a job interview or whatever. Mm. Interesting. And, and, I, and I think I had even mentioned something. I was like, I'm also great with like video chat date um, as a first step or whatever. And she was like, no, <laughs> she was like, I don't, you know, so like this, which I, I think every person, every matchmaker or whatever is different, but this person like, mm -hmm. is like, no, like this is how I do it. Like these are kind of the rules. This is the way it works. Is that different from like the experience you had? Well, I think working in a, with a matchmaker is a little different than dating on Bumble. So I think if you're yeah. going to be on Bumble, like Jade, so Jade Bianca, she was on our show. She's been on twice now. She's amazing. She's a matchmaker. Datingafterdivorce.com. You can get a discount with her through us. Just click on Hello and Goodbye Podcast is where you heard from her. You get $100 off. She does all these amazing services. Um, so her thing is with Bumble, like, yeah, like do video chats, um, meet people. But I think if someone's paying a matchmaker for a service, like the matchmaker wants to deliver. And I've heard before that, like, if you don't feel like maybe there's a romantic connection right away, like if you're in a setting where, you know, you're kind of close to each other, you're sitting next to each other, like it's more romantic than coffee or a virtual whatever, yeah. it's more likely to feel 
and build a connection. So I have heard that before on a, a different podcast where someone was saying you should always sit next to the person, not across from them. Um, one or two drinks max, two mm. hours max. Yep, yep. So there are like some, I think some like general matchmaker kind of guidelines that they have maybe just used based off of statistics or just what has worked for their clients or I don't know. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. So I don't know if that's going to happen like in the next couple of weeks or something. I like love that, this for you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in some ways I'm like ready to sort of maybe date. And in other ways, like it's been interesting that like, I feel like over the past month I've like, heard from like had like women that I've like known like reach out to me and be like hey or uh or even like you know like have women kind of approach me and start talking to me and I'm like very aware of like or even like hang out with someone and I'm very aware that like in the past I would have like just kind of like jumped in of like oh this person's interested in me like let's do it or oh I'm hanging out with this person and I think if I wanted to turn this romantic, like they'd be a hundred percent up for it. And I think in the past I would have like just done that, like just mm-hmm. to like, oh, maybe the, you know. And I I haven't been. I've been good like for you. Yeah, which I think feels good. I'm like, oh, like, am I interested? Do I want to take it there? And I'm like, mm, not really right now. Yeah. That's so why you're attracting them. <laughs> I know, right? Because you're not available. Well, I, I would say I, I don't think I'm unavailable, but I think I think that's, you know, like the the positive spin on it is like that you attract people when you feel whole and you don't feel like like needy, like you have to find someone. Well, yeah. And, you know? and yeah, obviously yeah. I'm just teasing, but I think, you know, there's always that like you want something that you feel you have to chase or get or can't or, you know, and. So I think there women and men are tend to be attracted to people that they have to kind of work towards. I mean, I'm not saying I agree with that and I think that's great, but I, yeah. I noticed, I noticed for myself, like when I stop caring and like men come out of nowhere that I don't want, <laughs> but it's like, it's like they smell it. It's like they smell it when you've moved on and then they're just yeah. like, Hey, and I'm like, Bye. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Okay. So I will try and get through this as quick as possible. So Christmas, the day before Christmas Eve, I downloaded Bumble. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, there's going to be some really hot guys in town that are visiting. Oh, good point. Okay. And maybe I'll meet up with someone that I went to high school with or, you know, who's in town, who's I've just never seen. And he's just like really hot. So anyway, match with this guy on Christmas Eve morning. And so you, you were hoping for like a California Christmas three, basically, is what you were going for. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> so match with this guy. He's super cute. A little bit, a little young, um, tall. <laughs> young and tall you, is how I like him. Yeah, you really like him young. I know. Um and the just the banter was great right away. And we were basically just like, well, listen, like, do you want to just meet up? Like, let's make this happen. He was vaccinated. His family's vaccinated. He told me they were all doing like at home tests because they wanted to make sure their parents were OK. So they were all good. Um, and so we met downtown. We got coffee. I saw him right away and felt that familiar feeling like it just felt like I just felt a connection to him right away. I felt wow. like at home, which is terrifying because sometimes that means like there's trauma bonding or you meet someone that you've already dated, like, you know, so anyway, yeah. but I was just like super into him right away. And we sat and we were talking and I could tell, I mean, I could tell like there is an age difference, you know, but he, mm. he was, he had a, he had some life stuff that he went through that, that, made him, you know, like he had some, some, um, what's the word I'm looking grit. He had some like yeah. grit to him. Like sure. he was kind of like, there was like, he was really nice, but also there was like a little bit of that, like, 
asshole vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. which I need. Yeah, or I I like. So anyway, so we talk. I mean, we talked and hung out for like a good hour. Can I ask uh, how old is this young man? 29. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. I was expecting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not 22 or 21. That was like so last month, Jared. Okay. So you talked for an hour. Okay. Then it was cold. Like it was freezing. Like we have had such a cold week. So I'm like, do you want to just go up to my office? Like we'll hang out. That's your move. That's your move. I know, but it's like, (laughs) and so we went up there. It was warm and there was like a nice comfy couch to sit on. And so Uh we're hanging out and he's being touchy feely. Like I could tell like he, like he kissed me on the cheek. It was really cute. Um, and then we kissed obviously. And we kind of like, it was like a light makeout and he, he kept on kind of like interrupting it by talking. And I just kind of called him out. I was like, are you being afraid of intimacy right now? (laughs) He laughed and he's like, I guess I am a little nervous. And he was like really cute. And then we just kind of like, we joked about that. This was like this kind of weird experience where he came into town. He doesn't like Redlands. He doesn't want to live here. And he didn't expect to meet someone. And, and then we joked about the Hallmark Christmas movie of like the guy comes to the hometown, doesn't want to be there, meets the girl. Although usually yeah. it's like opposite. Right. And then they like they don't like each other and then like fall in love and then they like get engaged and then they kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we were joking about that. So Christmas Day comes, we both like sneak out. By the way, I'm talking kind of soft because I'm in my parents' house right now. But <laughs> we sneak out, we meet up in my office, heavy makeout session, like nice. um, not like a ton of fooling around, but like it was like it was oh, good. Okay. All right. It was like either like we needed to leave or we were gonna have sex. So we just kind of like got ourselves, we did it for ourselves. <laughs> Good for you guys. So, so you anyway, a little, so like you, so like like a little like what is what, what I I believe the term is mutual masturbation. It's like my favorite thing in the entire world. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's really it can be really hot and really intimate where you're like sort of completely. watching each other and yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. So he's like at this point he's like, well, we've got to get you up to where I am because he didn't live here. And he's like, we got to make Where does sure he live? I can't, I'm not going to tell that. Uh, but, uh, but like how many hours, like more than five hours, like you would have to get on a plane to go there. I could drive if I wanted to, but it would be, okay. a plane would be easier. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I like how you're like, how old is he? Where does he leave, live? What does he do for his job? What is his name? Jared. I'm not trying to reveal identify details. I, I'm like protective over you. I'm trying to understand like, who is this guy? What's happening here? I, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about this. Go ahead. So anyway, so it was it just right away. I mean, he started talking like, I, you know, like, I definitely want to see you again. Like, do you think you would want to come up and visit? Like, I'd love to host you. And, and I'm like, sure. Like, I'm always down for an adventure. Like, you know, and I've got some, I've got some points on a flight I had to cancel and like, let's try and make it work. Well, after we had that mutual experience, um, I started freaking out a little bit that he was going to do to me what past guys have done after hooking up Mm -hmm. and just kind of ghost me and go on his way Mm -hmm. because he doesn't live here. He would have no reason to continue with me if he didn't want to. Right. Sure. And we had planned to meet up for lunch on Sunday, the day after. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I got a text that those plans had changed that he couldn't, he was going to meet up with his other friends, which is like totally reasonable because he did not come into town for me. Right. But for me, it's a bit of a trigger because in the past, in the past when plans have been made and then they've been changed, it's like, oh, he doesn't like me anymore. He doesn't want to see me. He's going to yeah. like leave me. And again, it's not about, I want to be very clear here. It has nothing to do with this attachment to this person. It's an experience all over again of an experience that was once very traumatic. Mm-hmm. So my, my, the receptors in my brain are like, so I had a bit of a freak out moment. And I just, when he told me the plans had changed, 
I just was a little curt in my text response. And I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And then he said, sleep well. And I said, you too, which in Liana's texting world is completely unreasonable. <laughs> like you got to have emojis, exclamation points. So then I feel bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, now he's going to think I'm mad at him. And then he's really going to like not see me again. So I tried calling him and he like didn't answer. And so then I texted him and then I was like, you know what? I said, I just texted him one more time. I said, I said, hey, just so you know, like, it's totally okay that you're going to go hang out with your friends. Like, I understand you didn't come here for me. Of course, I would love to see you. But if that doesn't happen, that's okay. And I just, it felt good for me to like send that text because I didn't yeah. want him to feel obligation. Um, yeah. You know, anyway, the next morning he woke up and he was like, hey, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. I just woke up. And I was like, please just don't read the rest of it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it was it was a little embarrassing. But he was a champ. He was a champ. He totally was like, don't even worry about it. Um, but he said he wasn't feeling good. Oh, boy. So I said, oh, really? I'm, sad. I'm so sorry. What He's like, well, I just, I couldn't get warm last night. Like, I was just trying to find all the blankets in the house. And I just, I couldn't get warm. And I just feel like I'm like, have the chills and oh, that sounds like a I, fever and i said really i said is anyone else sick he's like well my sister's had a cold all week but she's been testing negative they had like a bunch of at-home tests that they had been taking and i said oh i said well then you probably just have your sister's cold like i wasn't worried about it at all but i was thinking in the back of my head well chills isn't super normal with like just a cold but mm -hmm. I wasn't worried. So anyway, I did we I did go see him one more time before he left. We hung outside. He didn't like we didn't kiss because he wasn't feeling good at that point. But we just mm. kind of we hung out on the bench and we sat and talked for like 30 more minutes or whatever. So he leaves, lands from his flight and gets a text from his sister that she tested positive. Oh, boy. Texts me immediately that. I'm sitting next to my parents. So now this is, you know, all the way back to the beginning of the episode when I get that text. So Do you I'm like, know, like when you get that text, are, are you like, I definitely have COVID? 100%. I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's like 99% that I will be getting this. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, because I got a huge viral load, like a massive viral load. <laughs> There's so many jokes I could make about you getting a huge viral load from this guy. <laughs> I thought he got his own viral load in the in <laughs> the way the way you told it a minute ago. There was just a lot of viral loading, okay? Okay. So anyway, so I start feeling bad the next day we're still texting and talking and he mm -hmm. feels horrible. He's like apologizing. By the way, I am like not blaming this guy at all for giving me COVID. Like, I think they did all of the steps like necessary. Yep. Like it's not his fault. It just, it happened. We both, it was consensual meetup. I knew the risk of it. Like it's nobody's fault. Okay. Yep. So yep. there's, it's nobody's fault. So anyway, so we're texting back and forth and I, you know, obviously like he, he, so he got it really bad. Like he had like fever, chills, sweats, like wow. congestion, cough, like he had it really bad. Yeah. And so I just kept checking in on him. Like, how are you doing? Are you okay? And he would check in on me and we would, we would like have like maybe 15 minute phone calls, but like he wasn't super, I mean, he was just exhausted. You yeah, know? of course. Yeah. But then the, the next day, I noticed he changed his like Bumble profile picture, <laughs> which is like, that's fine. Like he's a, like I was talking to other people, too. But I mean, maybe I had heard a little bit less from him. And I was thinking like, oh, I hope he doesn't feel like he has to still just talk to me because he gave me COVID. Mm. You know, like, is that yeah. why, like, does he just feel really guilty? And that's why he's still talking to me. And so I joked about it and I texted him. I said, so you changed your profile, huh? And he was like, ha, 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 ha. He's like, sorry. He's like, I was bored. I'm like, hey, it's fine. Like, it's totally fine. I was just teasing you. And I said, 
But I said, I don't want you to feel like you have to keep talking to me, like just because you gave me COVID. I said, like, like, I'm interested in you, but if that's changed for you, like I understand. And he was oh. like, no, 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 no. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I am interested in you. Trust me. Like, I just, I'm not in the mood to be like witty or hold conversation. Like, I'm just really sick. And I said, okay, that's fine. I totally get it. So again, like pretty secure responses to yeah, all of good those job things, by you. Right. Yeah. Well, and I meant on his part too. Like, I think that sure. he yep. like, you know, so anyway, um, Okay. So then this thing happens where, so I had a video that I had posted that went viral on TikTok and we talked about it in the episode threesomes, feminism, and deja vu, which I think is episode like 74, I think. Um, and it's the video where I'm out with my guy friends at the gay club and these oh, guys, yeah. the brothers come up to me. I don't think they're actual brothers, but like hashtag brothers um, come up to me and they present me with an opportunity to have a threesome with them. And it all gets caught on video by my friend Cole, who's now famous for catching this video. Anyway, I post it on TikTok. It goes viral. Do you know what Barstool Sports is? Yes. Okay, so they have a branch, Chicks, for women. Mm -hmm. They reach out to me and want to post that video on their feed. They have like 1.5 million followers on Instagram. Okay. What did you say? Yes, of course. So Cole goes in and he fills out this form to like approve it so they can post it. And the video posts. I, in like three hours, I'm up like 400 followers on Instagram. Do you know how hard it is to get organic followers on Instagram? Like really fucking hard. So it's just a big win because I could care less about my personal Instagram page, but it was also sending people to the podcast page. And like, that's the whole goal. Hey, welcome people who got here from Barstool Sports. Yeah. Welcome. I hope you like it. Thanks for listening. So anyway, so I'm just super excited about this. Cole and I are on a high. So I text this guy and I said, hey, do you know what Barstool Sports is? He goes, yeah. And I said, they featured me on their on their profile. Calls me right away, like calls me. So I'm like, oh, he's really interested in this, right? So then I tell him the story that I just told you, kind of how I was in the gay club with my friends and these guys like... They like I was going up to them, asking them if they were straight and they yeah, they're like down. super hot guys who were like go go dancing at the club. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then there's this video and then Cole, you know, shoots it. And I said, and it's just crazy. And I've like gotten like 300 followers. And he goes, he goes, well, I don't know what that means. And I was like, oh, it's just like Instagram followers. He's like, OK, well. Um, okay, well, anyway, I'm going to go by like something like that. Like it was just a really fast, like end to the conversation. Okay. So, but did you get the sense at the beginning of the conversation that he called you because he was like excited for you and excited about this thing? Okay. So so something changed in the middle of the conversation. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if I gave too much details about like, I don't know, but he seemed, he's always seemed kind of interested in like the podcast and like, He's asked me about past men and like kind of teased me that my mm-hmm. office was like my haven for taking dates there. Like, you know, like I just thought he was kind of like open to like hearing about it. And the response was just, it kind of took me aback. Like even like while we were on the phone, there was like an earthquake, like a 3.5, just like jolt. And I, he just didn't even seem interested in that. And it made me think like the last week, like our conversations I just didn't really ever feel like he was that interested in what I was saying. Like even Mm. like on our dates, like he'd ask me a question and I'd start to answer it and he would cut me off pretty quick to talk about how that was relevant in his life. And I just like, didn't, I tried not to overthink it because I think he was nervous. And I think the first week or two, like you're just kind of learning about each other. And then he got sick. So then he probably didn't want to be on the phone period. So I just tried not to really think about it, but sure, I just didn't really feel like he cared. And so I sent a text and I'm going to pull up a couple of the texts. I'm not going to read them all, but 
I sent a, a text like basically like, hey, were you kind of uninterested in what I just told you? <laughs> and he would goes, he goes, I'm um I'm confused, lol. And I said, well, I said, when I was telling you about like the followers, you just seemed to like end the conversation super quick. And it made me feel like you weren't really interested in what you said. No response. Mm. So like he just responded me. I just texted back or he just responded to me. I just texted back. No response. Jared, five hours goes by. Mm -hmm. Okay. I called him. Like I called him. I left a voicemail like, Hey, I just want to make sure like, we're okay. Like, I hope you're okay. Um, and then he texts me and he goes, I'm alive. Laugh out loud. Um, got a little overwhelmed by the screen time and whatnot. So to me, I'm interpreting that like, oh, so he was overwhelmed by me. And he, sure. he said, no, just realize unless it's for business, I literally couldn't could care less about TikTok numbers and stuff. Ha ha, I'm sorry. So now I'm pissed <laughs> because I have listened to this guy talk about things that I am so uninterested in. It makes me want to die. But I don't say anything <laughs> because I like him and I'm interested in him. And so therefore I am there for him when he's talking about things that he's interested in. Okay. So I just said, Hey, it's okay. Oh, he texted me again. Like I didn't respond right away. He texted me again, another hour. Like, how are you feeling? Did you get the test? I wasn't feeling good. Jared wasn't feeling good. Didn't get my results back. I'm mad. I'm pissed. So I said, um, actually feel like I did this. Okay. I said, Hey, it's okay that you don't care about my TikTok followers, but for me, Followers means podcast exposure. So it kind of sucks how it came across. Cause he's saying like, if it's not for business, I don't care. Well, this is for business. Like everything yeah. that I do on social media is for business. I said, there have been things that you have told me that I'm not super interested in, but I listen them and, and am interested in for you. Um, mm -hmm. I'm doing okay. Definitely feeling better, but no results, no response. So then I said an hour later, did you want to talk? It kind of feels like you've been avoiding me. No response. The next morning, I'm going to read what I wrote. Hey there, I'm sorry if I offended you in some way. You seem interested in Barstool promoting me, which is why I told you the story about the video, which happened months ago, by the way. I talked about it on the pod back then, and it was pretty cool that this would be a way to promote the podcast and send people there. I wish you would have just called me to talk it through. I think I deserve that. We've both been stuck inside for six days now. And I know for me, it's super frustrating and I feel like I'm going crazy. I asked you in my office to just let me know if you ever change your feelings and want to move on. And you said you would. Avoiding me and this is not cool. I know I'm not perfect and I'm sorry for my part. You are a really cool person and I wish you the best. No response. Hmm. So... Oh, and then I sent him when I got my positive result. I sent that to him. <laughs> so what I was saying about in the office is, I think when we were hanging out day two and we had just kind of fooled around, I just said to him, I said, you know what? I said, can you just, I just want you to know, like if you start feeling a different way, just like, let me know. Like, that's okay. And I just, I want to hear that from you versus like, a different response. And basically what I was saying is, please, for the love of God, don't ghost me. Like if you change your mind, don't ghost me. And maybe that was me just kind of projecting and like <sighs> foreshadowing this whole thing that happened. Um, I think that I probably could have left out the text saying, you know, you said things that I'm not interested in and I'm interested for you probably could have left that out. I probably could have left out some details about the threesome video that I talked to about, but I really don't feel like I did anything wrong. And to elicit like this type of response, which is essentially just like fucking ghosting me after you gave me COVID, after I asked you not to ghost me, after I gave you an out already, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You look pensive. 
No, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to like take it all in. I, like, so yeah, absolutely. You didn't do anything wrong. By the way, I do hope that he's okay. <laughs> like, I would feel like an asshole if he's like in the hospital or something. I'm sure he's okay. I don't think he is, but yeah. I'm sure he's okay. Yeah. Ah, it's so hard. Like, you know, like this is like, you were just talking about this earlier when I was giving like my little update about how people, like we kind of instinctively chase things that are sort of like retreating, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and you have had this history of like somebody like being real, like having this real intensity with you and almost this like love bombing stuff and then like ghosting or whatever. And I think you're really um, like impacted by that. And you're like, really don't want that to happen again. I know. You yeah. Know? And like, and I think, but what's so hard is like when you're, when any two people are in this sort of like, well, we're getting to know each other and there is some mutual interest, but we're not like, a thing yet where we're like making kind of concrete commitments to each other to be exclusive or whatever it is. I guess like my wish for you would be, and it's hard for, it's hard to get there. And it's hard because sometimes I I can't do it too. Is like, if you start to sense that you're not getting like the effort or the consistency from somebody that you want and need that the, the res- that your response to that is that you just become less attracted to them and you, and you, and, and you put in sort of like less time and effort into them. Cause you're like, oh. okay, I'm not gonna, I'm only going to invest my energy and emotion in thing in people that are excited about me and, you know, like showing me the consistency and the effort and, and that kind of stuff and, and, and the level of communication that I want and need, you know? Well, well, let me interject on that because I, I don't feel like I was the only one giving any effort. Like he was texting me all the time, like checking yeah, in yeah, on yeah. me. Like it wasn't, and I didn't feel like I was like only interested in this guy. Like I'm still talking to someone else. So I didn't Absolutely. put, all, I didn't put all my eggs in one basket. Um, I, it's not about at that, like at that point, like I felt bummed yesterday and I did cry a little, but it had nothing to do with him. Like I knew that he was not my person. Like I just knew it. Like it just, there were things that didn't line up. It wasn't going to work. I didn't want to live where he lives. He doesn't want to live where I live. It was just Mm -hmm. inevitable that it wasn't going to work out. Mm -hmm. For once I was trying to just be cool with it. Just, being an experience and he was a really cool person and maybe we could end up being friends and like just have like this really cool experience together. And I just, I don't, I just am tired of one sign of conflict or assertiveness and communication and they're just out and it's just, it's frustrating and it makes me feel dumb because I'm like, well, what did I, I don't understand. Like, what did I do wrong? Like, am I, that's where the whole, you know, am I worth their, like, am I not attractive anymore when that happens? Like, am I too much? And so it kind of feeds into that, but it definitely wasn't like he was calling me and texting me and we were still talking about me coming up there. And it was more so what I was saying about the, he wouldn't really listen is I just, I didn't, I didn't know at that point yet. Like it was too early and I didn't want to just like cut it off because I, we hadn't really spent enough time together. He was sick. You know, we were sick seven, 80% of the time that we had to communicate. <laughs> yeah. you know? So I was just trying to let it ride, you know, ride um, away, ride on. Sure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like kind of um, go with the flow. Like, I was trying to go with yeah, the yeah. flow. And yeah. like maybe we'd find a weekend at the end of the month and I would go up there and we'd hang out and have a good time. And like I was down to like, you know, hook up and build a f- something there, whether it was for forever thing or not. And so it was kind of like the first time that I've been in that place. And I think it helped to have other people that I was also talking to. Yeah. I just don't like that dismissive behavior and 
and immaturity in response to what I was saying. And if you don't care about my TikTok followers or my Instagram followers, like that's fine, but don't, don't be rude about it. Mm. You know, like it's, it's, maybe it's dumb to a lot of people, but it's important to me. Like since my TikTok has been blowing up, our podcast has been growing. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's all part of it. And um, so anyway, so yeah, I was like bummed for like half a day. And then, um, I just, you know, picked up the phone and was talking to someone else and my mom and I, I got my results that helped a lot. Cause I was like bummed waiting for my results. I'm like, okay, definitely positive. My mom and I watched clickbait, talked on the phone with Michelle today. I'm fine. It's just, yeah. it, it just, it, it's a little PTSD, <laughs> Yeah. So what happened with that other guy back in, in September, love, love bombs away. Um, so I don't, well, I, I feel I, like I did yeah. show up different to this one. I really did. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and it does, and it does feel like you did. And I wasn't trying to like, sort of, again, like you didn't do anything wrong here. And I, I think it's just in the moment where he gets sort of like pouty and weird about the threesome video. Oh, I see And then gets saying. like non-responsive. You, your response was to sort of like explain yourself and sort of like reach back out to him or whatever, you know, and like, and, and I, I wonder what his response would have been if you were like, well, that's pouty and weird and shitty. So I'm not going to invest more time and energy into you until I hear from you. You know, like, I wonder if he would have reached back out if he didn't like sort of like, you know, like, or, or I, it doesn't even matter what, what he would have done. I think that like, but see, I would want you to feel like not even have that moment where you feel like you need to like explain yourself or like, you know, try to like make him feel better or whatever, because you didn't do anything wrong in the first place, you know? Well, I guess my thing is like, I didn't, I wasn't ready to call it over. Like I wasn't ready to be called, like call it done. Like I under, like he's sick. He's not feeling good. He probably didn't have a great reaction. And so my whole thought was that, okay, you told me why you responded this way. Now I want to tell you how that made me feel. Mm. And now all you have to do is acknowledge that and be like, okay, I totally understand where you're coming from. We have a quick phone call. Boom. We're ready to move forward. Like it doesn't have to be this huge thing of like, oh, well, you know, she's mad at me or she acted this way and this is over. Like all I needed was to, to be able to be like, Hey, that, yeah, that was kind of shitty. And then for him to be like, you're right. You know, I I'm, I'll really try harder next time. Or Mm -hmm. like, I'll, I'll, I'll try and be more cognizant of, of listening to you and your feelings, but he just wasn't in that place. We obviously like, this wasn't, it was like a week long thing, you know, he obviously wasn't there. And I just, I just am gonna have to wait or like meet someone who can communicate effectively because absolutely that's really important to me because I don't want to be that person that he does this shitty thing. And then I'm pouting on the other end and I don't say anything. And then it builds up inside of me. And then I boom, explode later. That's just not who I am. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so tricky. So, like, because sometimes when someone hurts your feelings, they, it's it's important and healthy to be like, "Hey, you hurt my feelings," and then like, you're kind of giving them the opportunity to make it right. 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 And sometimes, and, and I would say that's especially true if this person is in your life in a long-term way. Right. Right. And then sometimes if someone does something that like makes you feel shitty or whatever, or it just is kind of shitty, then it's like, just to go back to them and say, Hey, that felt shitty. And like, kind of like sort of present them with the opportunity to make it right. Like if they're not interested in that, then that makes you feel shitty again. You know what right, I'm saying? Sure. And so, and so sometimes it's like, oh, you did something shitty to me. Like, well, whatever. Right. And like, and it sounds like you were like right on the edge with this mm-hmm. guy when this happened, because you were getting some like reciprocation from him 
and there was, you know, some things that you had in common, but there were some things that you already didn't even like about him. And so sure. it's just like, yeah. it's like almost like a coin flip, like which way are you going to go? Yeah. You know? Well, and obviously to him, he wasn't open to even working through that at all, which, you know, then that is that, you know, yeah. like he, he could have easily picked up the phone and called me but he wasn't in the place. He didn't want to do the work. He probably, he probably was just talking to me because he gave me COVID. Let's be real. You know, like maybe he was a little interested, but he obviously wasn't willing to invest. Um, and the, and I was on the fence too, and it just sealed the deal. Yeah. So anyway, it's just, it's, it's kind of, I just, it's so like now today. So this mm-hmm. is the day after I sent that last text. Um, it's just so funny to me. Yeah. I cannot believe, I cannot believe of all of the people on Bumble that I could have met up with. <laughs> I chose this person. Yeah. Gives me COVID and then ghosts me. Yeah, the name of your uh, Hallmark movie is like California COVID Christmas Catastrophe. <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, but I'm doing good. You know, I'm I'm talking to someone else. I'm trying to keep it real and just be like, obviously I can't meet anyone in person. So that kind of helps it like stay slow, um, yeah. which is nice. I haven't just like chatted back and forth for days with people in like a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I'm just, you know, getting, getting better, feeling better, had a crazy experience, kind of glad I got COVID out of the way. I've got a wedding coming up and I don't know. Anyway, that's my life. You guys. Fascinating. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're doing okay with it. I'm sorry that you got COVID and I'm sorry that you had this roller coaster ride with this dude. <laughs> Thanks, friend. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you guys, we're going to wrap this up. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Hello and Goodbye Podcast, at underscore Leanna Joan, at The Real Jared Rodriguez. We have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash Hello and Goodbye Podcast. You can pledge and support the show. We would love if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review for us. Share with a friend. Head to our website, www.hellongoodbyepodcast.com for everything, all of the links, all of the info. You can find us there. Find us everywhere. We love you. Uh, oh, we have some awesome uh, interviews, episodes coming up. There's some oh cool guests coming goodness. up that I'm excited about. Yeah, Do yeah. we? It, yeah. yeah. I cannot so wait for you guys to hear us. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, you guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Happy 2022, everyone. <laughs>